to the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bryant, and today we are going to take a slightly different look at family life. So far, we've talked about parenting, we've talked a little bit about marriage, some about senior citizens, and even how to get your own personal devotional life back on track. But today, we're going to talk about pregnancy. We haven't really hit anything in the area of early childhood or uh, just pregnancy in general. And what better than to use one of my own precious family members as our first guest in this area. My sister Jacqueline Flores has graciously agreed to be on the podcast and to share her pregnancy experience with you. She's had a particularly rough time getting used to her first pregnancy ever, but also as a Christian woman who struggles with anxiety, how she has been led through this as one of the darker times of her life will hopefully encourage you in your own time or to understand the difficult pregnancy of a friend. As easy as it's been for her to connect with babies and feel that maternal instinct, it wasn't so easy to get used to a difficult pregnancy. And she also talks about that, about expectations, and even how we can respond to our friends and family who are going through a hard time. Before we get started, I do want to remind you that Practical Family has a community open on Facebook. We're a little over 400 members now, and we have the chance on Facebook to share with each other, to share experiences, and to hear from other families just like you who are going through things like hard pregnancies, like raising young kids, what to do when you don't know what to do. So check out our Practical Family community on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, and you can sign up for the Practical Family newsletter at practicalfamily.org, where it says join the community. So you're listening to episode 53, When You Don't Feel Like a Natural Pregnant Mom, with my sister, Jacqueline Flores. Thank you, my sister, for coming on to the Practical Family Podcast. I love that you're back here with me. Oh, yes. Happy to be here. (laughs) So Jacqueline joined me back in the very beginning of the podcast days. She agreed to talk about the issue of marriage, 10 things that we wish we knew before we got married. And it's actually a two-part series because we we ended up having more to say than we thought we did. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. back in the early episode days. Things were a little rough back then. Recording was kind of rough, but we're here now, and I'm so grateful for Jacqueline Flores, married to a police officer. They live in California, and they are expecting their first baby. Yes. Very overwhelming. That's probably the best word I can think of is overwhelming. <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly why I have her on today to talk on the podcast, because as we're getting more into family issues, I'm realizing, you know what, we need to do some more episodes on not just child rearing, but, but the baby stages, and we're better to start than actual pregnancy. So this episode today is all about when you don't feel like a natural pregnant mom, and my sister is here to tell you that 
her experience is more on the darker side of pregnancy than the happy-go-lucky lighter side that I experienced. And we just wanted to kind of share those two perspectives with you today. So you want to start out by telling them how different we are? Oh my gosh. I don't think we have enough time. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're, yeah, it's funny. We are very different, but I think that's why we're so close today. As the younger sister, once I finally matured, we were able to try to understand each other's differences and the differences weren't a point of separation anymore for us. We were just trying to figure out, okay, Jennifer deals with it like this. Okay. I don't do that, but maybe I should try. Maybe that might work. Just different things like that. And, you know, when you mature, you want to, you want to grow, you want to be better. So um, that's what just brought us, I think, closer together being, being so different, but it's really neat to, to have that because we bring a different perspective on each other's lives and, you know, things that Jennifer would never have thought about. I mentioned because I'm, that's my strength or something and vice versa. And honestly, it just, it has made us better. So I'm really thankful for the differences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's such a great way to put it, Jacqueline. And we've we've had so many conversations about this too. And and even though we are sisters, I think that this female even friendship um, and mom friendship relationships come into our sense of community. And as you consider what it means to you to put together a community of other mothers, and why we're coming on today talking about our perspectives on pregnancy, we want you to be able to to hear this with a, a either a, oh yeah, I've been there too, or oh my gosh, I didn't know that people who have such a hard time in pregnancy are going through all of this, and I, I understand my other friends better now. So, so that's the goal of today. So let's start out by talking about just our different pregnancies. I have two children. They are turning nine and 10 <laughs> this month, actually. And so I feel like pregnancy was kind of a long time ago. It was pretty much almost a decade ago for me. So I need my sister to help remind me of, of, of all things. And when she tells me of a new symptom she's experiencing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Don't miss that. <laughs> or, or something totally different that I didn't experience, you know. But So I'm coming from having older children but also on the other side of pregnancy and now having to deal with that. But generally, my pregnancies were easy. I didn't get really any morning sickness to speak of. I loved being pregnant. It was The feeling was just so magical. I know a lot of you just want to slap me for saying that right now. But, but truly, if you have had a magical pregnancy, you don't need to be ashamed if, if you're around others who haven't. Just be honest because because I think we need to hear the positives, right? I, I loved the feeling. I love the feeling of the baby kicking. Of course, it was uncomfortable at times. Of course, I had a lot of negative things happen. We're going to just talk about them here, okay? I had the gas. I had the, the headaches. I had the ligament pain toward the end there, and you get super heavy, the back pain. But toward the end and then when the kids were being born, it was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like God has made my body to do all these amazing things and I'm able to carry all this weight. I gained like too much weight, by the way, but I was loving it because I, I ate whatever the heck I wanted. Right? Um, and so that was my general experience. And so Jacqueline got to see that and sort of hope for that. But up until this year when she and her husband started having kids, it wasn't the same for her. So can you share a little bit about your experience? Yeah, it's hard to know where to start. I think being my first pregnancy, 
And I am generally more sensitive. Uh, I feel like I can feel everything, every little change that's happening in my body. I feel like I'm really sensitive to that. I didn't know what to expect. So it was all new for me. And as much as I'm, (laughs) I'll tell you why, but as much as I'm not really looking forward to doing this again, my husband and I definitely want more than one child. So chances are I will. Praying it's going to be better, but who knows? So I really hoped that I was going to be like my mom and my sister who just had the best pregnancies. And that's something too. If you had an awesome pregnancies and it was just, you just had this glow about you. It was the best experience ever. Good for you. I really like hearing that because honestly, what I've gone through, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. (laughs) So it started right as five weeks hit the nausea. Um, and it wasn't, I, I hate the word morning sickness now. Cause that is such a lie. I wish I just had morning sickness. That would have been <laughs> so much better. Um, it was all day, every day. It never let up. I, I would actually try to sleep in, but thank God I was able to sleep. So I would force myself to sleep as long as possible during the day until like 12 or one or something. just so I would wouldn't have to go so many hours with feeling sick through the day. So as soon as I got up, I'm thankful I was able to eat something. I ate oatmeal, one packet. I was lucky if I could get that down. I was lucky if I could get one bottle of water down in a whole day. Nothing. I didn't want to even look or think about food. There was a pretty long period where I couldn't even take my prenatals, which scared me so much. Oh my gosh. Not being able to nourish myself, not being able to drink water, not being able to take prenatal pills. Oh my gosh. I felt, I felt like the worst mother because I felt like I was hurting my baby and, but I could not, there was nothing I could do. I had to get multiple IVs for hydration because I was so dehydrated. I lost 40, almost 45 pounds. And that was very scary. It was really bad. And this went on. I started to get a little relief, I think at week 14, 15, but I really didn't start feeling good until about week 20, 21. Because after week 15, I got, I guess you would call them the normal pregnancy symptoms, very bad constipation. Because when I finally started eating, my intestines were trying to kick back in and didn't know what to do with themselves. So I ended up getting a UTI because I wasn't hydrated. Even now, as I sit here talking, acid reflux is not fun. (laughs) I'm really trying to look at the good part of it. I am thankful that I am able to help the acid reflux. I'm able to take one, maybe two Tums like every other day and it helps. So I'm thankful I don't have to be on any stronger medication. Getting used to those symptoms and and I, I'm learning how to tolerate it a little bit better. Um, the shortness of breath is not fun. I, I find myself having to catch my breath now. I, I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I wish even now that even, even though the, the nausea is done, thank God, I wish I could really enjoy it. I wish I could love being pregnant. And I'm so excited for my son to meet him. I'm not a happy pregnant person, very uncomfortable. I don't love it. And that makes me feel so sad too, because I'm obviously thrilled about my baby, but it's hard, that guilt that you tend to put on yourself through this. I've learned that it's okay. Your body goes through an amazing amount of changes. I can't believe what our bodies go through. It's amazing. So even if you've had an awesome pregnancy, you're going through a lot. (laughs) 
thank you for being honest and talking about all those things and even mentioning the guilt too. It's, it's debilitating the things that we make ourselves feel guilty for even before our kids are born. I mean, let alone raising children. <laughs> I mean, and all the guilt that comes with that. Right. But um, I think it's worth mentioning here too, that, that as a reminder that you are an RN also, you're a nurse and you mentioned to me on a few occasions that you would willingly do all the nursing school all over again if you had a choice between that and being pregnant. <laughs> I never thought ever I would ever say anything like that. Nursing school was, um, until this point, was the darkest time in my life. It was incredibly challenging for me. I'm just not the best school person. I've always done well, but it's just stressed me out to no end. I never thought I would ever admit that. I would actually rather do nursing school again than be pregnant. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was crazy. And, and remind, remind us, how many weeks are you right now? Right now I'm 25 weeks. Yeah, okay. So this even being, I, I, I'm seeing this being even just a series of, of podcasts and that we're able to to see you on the other side of this, you know, and where you can talk about maybe, hope, maybe hopefully your labor story and mm -hmm. and that we can see the, um, you know, kind of what God does through all this. I mean, none of us can can say exactly what's going to happen, but but I really admire you for the strength that it takes to admit that things are hard because that's hard for a lot of us to admit that, that we, um, I, I, that, that these beautiful natural things are, are not a source of happiness for us in the moment. And of course the things will change and our circumstances can change, but, but just being willing to say that because another pregnant mama is out there right now listening. I know she is, and she's feeling so down, maybe depressed. I know that yeah. you battle your own version of um, depression and anxiety, especially. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then we'll go into talking about how to respond to a pregnant woman who's not happy with being pregnant. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the anxiety. Uh, there was a, a moment after, after the bad nausea had passed, I started having episodes of anxiety that I had, and it, it kind of hit me out of nowhere. So that was kind of weird. I do. I noticed for myself that honestly, it, it depends a lot on what I eat. So if I tend to eat too much sugar, I tend to have more attacks. So that's a reason enough for me to stay away from the sweet stuff. Obviously you want to be pretty, you know, eat as healthy as you can when you're pregnant. No judgment whatsoever on the girls who, on the women who... <laughs> let themselves indulge. I definitely have for sure, but I, I don't feel like you're judging me, but okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I totally indulge I, you yeah. know what? and I'm not even sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's times where, where my husband will be like, Hey babe, be careful. You know, like, you know, um, the, the pancakes, you, we just had pancakes and I'm like, you know, that's the last thing I want to hear. So I don't eat my pancakes because I'm hungry. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but he's, he also knows how I can get with my anxiety. So I appreciate that. So I have to be careful with that. Um, the, the anxiety part specifically, I mean, obviously if it hasn't come yet, but I have a lot of anxiety, especially for um, the delivery. Um, anxiety for me tends to be the unknown <laughs> that stresses me out and makes me very anxious, just not knowing what to expect. I know labor is going to be painful. 
I don't exactly know what kind of painful yet because I haven't experienced it, but that definitely scares me to a point. But also I, I think I'm more worried about panicking. So when people talk about, oh, you know, are you going to do this natural? Are you going to do an epidural? Me personally, I'm not trying to be a hero. I am more than willing to get an epidural. High five to you amazing women who don't get epidurals. I just want to give you the biggest hug. You guys are the just the most amazing women ever. Um, and who knows? I, my labor may happen really fast to where I can't have one, but I want one. <laughs> Definitely, I really want one. Um, main reason being to help keep me calm. I, I tend to panic easily. So um, I, that's, that's why I would want one. Um, and the anxiety, and going through this sickness with uh, the anxiety was very, very easy to get into a hopeless place. And that, I think, was the scariest thing for me. As a Christian, I, you know, I have the, the hope of the Lord and I know his promises and I have a relationship with the Lord and it just, it, it definitely helps with that and to look to him and he was holding my hand through it, but to actually get to a point of being hopeless, that was very scary for me. I had never felt that before. This was the first time I fully saw what it was to fully trust God I would beg him every day, Lord, please take this away from me. Please. I can't do another day of this. I can't. And he didn't take it away, but somehow he gave me each day. He gave me somehow a glimmer of hope. When I was just getting to the point of having no hope, he did something that day. And I can't exactly specify whether it was in a worship song or something I read in the Bible or something, he gave me that hope. And I just felt him holding my hand. So even though he, he didn't answer my prayer the way I wanted him to, <laughs> um, what I got out of it was so much more. And especially, I'm assuming I'm going to probably have feelings of hopelessness and de depression and sadness as a mom. So. I think that that definitely, God was definitely laying some groundwork in this experience for me. So I'm thankful for that for sure. Yeah, that is, that's super powerful. No matter what we're going through, whatever hardship, anything unexpected, anything that scares the everything out of us, mm -hmm. it's so important to cling to that hope. And, um, I mean, you know, pregnancy is, is that time where everybody is going to sort of fling their, their opinions and their answers and their anecdotes at you. And um, it's difficult to, to face people in that moment as well. So what, what advice, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up the points that we've already talked about, and then I'll have you comment on them individually. Talking points for helping people to understand how to respond to a pregnant mother who's having a difficult pregnancy. We talked about listening and empathizing first, number one. Number two, wait for her to ask for your advice. <laughs> number three, give her the space to consider your advice. Let's talk about number one, listen and empathize first. Why is that important? 
listening first. Oh my gosh. I, I think as, especially as women, we want to fix and be as much help as possible. We see someone going through something so difficult and uh, we just want to give them the answer and want to fix it because it's just hard for us. But the best thing anyone could have done for me, honestly, was just be there and listen. If I had the strength to talk at the time, uh, which was not very often, listening first rather than saying, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I went through this. Yeah, the, I my pregnancy was like this. You know what really helped me this? And then you have to do this and that. And, and that's helpful like to a point. If I ask, if I'm asking, yes, I, I very much appreciate that. But first, I, I just want to talk and, and, and vent a little bit and maybe cry. And just having the friends and the family, my, my sister, my family, just sit there and listen and hold my hand, just sit there with me. That was probably the best thing they could have done at that moment. Uh, empathy really goes a long way. And empathy looks like, sounds like really just saying nothing at first and then maybe just to, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's so hard. What, you know, and, and sometimes even the, the, what can I do for you? You probably won't get an answer back. She probably doesn't know you're right. You didn't know what you needed. You didn't know anything that could help aside from just sitting there with you. And I'm all the way over here in Hawaii. I, you know, we live far apart. I can't go and sit with my sister and comfort her. I freaked out at one point and called one of her friends to go and check on her. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so you need people, just someone to do with you. And I'm, I'm still trying to solve a problem that just didn't need to be solved, you know, because I was panicking as someone who, who needs to solve problems and help. But, but yeah, sometimes you just need to let people go through their own stuff. And I very much appreciated that. Um, for sure. It was just, you know, when people come over, you tend to have that sense of, Oh, I have to entertain and talk with them. And when, it, when it's your family, like I stayed for a while at my parents' house because my husband's job, he just, he worked so much and I had to have people take care of me. I just went up there and I could just lay there and they came in and asked me if I was okay and needed anything. No, thank you. And then that was it, you know, but they were there, they were there. And that's, all I could have asked for. And even Jennifer being in, being in Hawaii, I, I would really, really appreciated the times where she just called me. And, and most, a lot of the times I just didn't want to talk. And when she did call, I just, all I could do was cry. And she just sat there and listened. And I really appreciated that. So that's all I needed at that time. That's good. Yeah. That's good to know. Thank you. So waiting for them to ask then, mm-hmm. yeah, how important is it that the person supporting you wait for you to ask for their advice? I'm not going to say it's a, oh, it's a must. You have to wait. Don't say anything. Give some advice here and there. I guess don't continue to push it until I really want to know or want to actively do something about it because the hard part is I would get a lot of advice from my friends and then later they would ask me, oh, did you try that? Did you try that? When they saw that I was still very sick, honestly, it kind of stressed me out to a point because I really didn't feel comfortable trying certain things. I didn't want to even think about putting any kind of food in my mouth and I can't explain it. And even my, my poor husband, he would get frustrated because I you know, I would eat one thing one day, but the next day I didn't even want to look at it. And so he would go and buy this and, and it would kind of be a waste. And 
he would get frustrated with them. I'm like, I'm sorry, Ed, I can't, I can't explain why I don't like it today. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely had to get to a point where, okay, this is normal. I should just be understanding rather than frustrated that we spent money on this and are not using it. I think too, with pregnant women who it, it tends to be like a been there, done that type of thing. Like, oh yeah, I went through all that. Even if they were really sick, oh yeah, they did this and I was really sick and you know, this helped me. And I urge you to try to remember how you felt in that. And I know now I'm sure, I'm sure once this baby comes out and I feel my normal self, I'm going to be like, wow, I can't even remember being that sick. But it, it hits you like a ton of bricks. So just try to remember, try to put yourself there. You know, you obviously know I, you know, this, this mom's feeling nauseous and sick all day, every day. Give her her space, give her advice. Hey, this might work, or maybe, you know, this might work, but if she doesn't want to do it, okay. You know, that's fine, whatever. And just being there helps so much because it's so different for every woman. The women I've talked to, certain foods helped them, but those foods didn't help me. Ginger ale helped me for like three days and then I couldn't look at it after that. (laughs) So, you know, it was just those weird things. And, And I think people, you know, if they know the answer, if they know this helped them, oh, why isn't she trying this? Just be patient. There's a reason, you know. So, and I never tried anything. And I'm hearing of these other women who've been really sick and they actually took Zofran or some medications like that. I was never given any of those options. I do feel like maybe I did suffer a little more than I should have because I, I'm really worried with medications. I didn't want to take anything at all because I was nervous. I had no clue what it was going to do to the baby or if it was fine. And also I wasn't given any options. I think I might take a little different approach on my next pregnancy. So I'm interested to see what that's going to be like, but yeah, it's just, it, different things work differently for every woman. So just be patient and understanding. That's really good to know. And I hope that this is coming from you, helping other mothers out there who, who both have been in your shoes or maybe going through this right now, or maybe will go through it in the future and for moms um, to know how the best that they can help as well. And yeah, I've experienced similar, similar conversations with mothers who just are so well-intentioned, you know, Yes. and it's, and it's wonderful, but watching your words in terms of sometimes those been there, done that comments can come off kind of condescending, especially if the mom who's having a hard time is feeling especially sick and she's just going to, totally tune you out it's going to happen and it's a communication thing it's not even just a sickness thing but the attitude that you bring into relationship with another mother or mom-to-be who who is scared who doesn't know what this is like always err on the side of empathy and and try to support her because you know what she's going to need moms like you who have been there, done that, and she's going to need to lean on you. And that, that connection of trust won't be there if, if you're coming across in a negative way. Yeah. I would get a, a lot of those comments too. Like, um, just get past the first trimester. Well, mine didn't, mine lasted until at least 20 weeks. Oh, mm-hmm. you'll forget it. Whenever I said, Oh my gosh, I can't do this again. I can't do another pregnancy. I don't want to, I want a surrogate <laughs> or something like that. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, oh, you'll forget it. You'll forget about it. I'm I'm a particularly sensitive person. I guarantee you, I will not forget this. It was the darkest time in my life. 
that's not to say I'm not going to do it again. If it's what the Lord wants, then it's what he wants. But just, just be a little, be a little more sensitive with, with the comments, I would say. Yeah. 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 So let's end this then with uh, some action steps for our listeners here. If you're having a hard pregnancy, asking for help, what does that look like from your perspective, Jacqueline? Asking for help. Don't be afraid to. It's okay to ask for help. It's me specifically, if when I do go through this again, another pregnancy, uh, it's not going to just be me. I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to need a lot of help, you know, and it's okay to ask for help. I know I have a lot of amazingly strong friends and my sister who, you know, they just tend to want to do everything themselves. And that's awesome. They're just amazing women who work so hard, but you also you need to give yourself a break. It's okay to, to ask for help and to not know everything. It's okay to be sensitive. I honestly saw that this whole pregnancy, I kind of saw that in myself as a flaw. What's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. It's really not. It's, it's how God made you. You know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made and he made us perfectly. And don't beat yourself up so much. If you can't handle something, it's okay. Allow people to be there for you and help you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part about going through something like anxiety that is, doesn't mean that you're a weak person. It means that you're extra sensitive and that you need some different type of support. And I actually highly recommend, I'll put in the show notes as well. Um, Sherry Gregory runs an incredible community and website called Sensitive and Strong. It's for highly sensitive people who just need to understand how they function. And so check them out when you get the time. So not being afraid to ask for help, not being afraid to give people boundaries, like we talked about with the whole, you know, unsolicited advice thing, and also pray and ask God for strength. Because as Jacqueline shared, she didn't know, you didn't know how, how the peace came in the midst of the horrible, horrible nausea. And, and it wasn't just nausea that you were having, right? What is, what is it called when the taste in your mouth changes? What was that? It, it was, it, I, I'm not sure if I pronounce this right, but it, I think discusia or some, or something like that, where it's a metallic taste in your mouth. So even when I, when I did started getting some relief from the nausea, I would have this horrible taste in my mouth that it's, it's, I would, I told Jennifer and my husband, if it's as if you just sucked on 10 pennies for like an hour and then you try to eat something, that's exactly what it was. So it didn't matter what the food was. It tasted completely different to me and it was not good or appetizing. So yet another reason why I couldn't eat or didn't want to eat. I am very thankful. I, I didn't, necessarily have hyperemesis. I wasn't constantly um, throwing up. Thank God. It was just very, very bad nausea for all day. So, um, which didn't, which made me not want to eat anything, not want to drink any water, got severely dehydrated. So yeah, I had to deal with that too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're having a hard time then praying for the strength during that. Number one, ask for help. Number two, don't be afraid to give people boundaries. And number three, praying and asking the Lord to help you in that time because he, he understands. I mean, he made your body. He knows you inside and out. Sure, it, it will get better. Sure, a lot of these symptoms go away when the baby comes. But for strength during this time, we've got to have some hopeful things to hang that truth on. 
And I'm so glad that you're sharing that with us today. So let's bring the hope before we close out this episode. Hope in taking one moment at a time and that God knows what you need and that he wants you to trust him. Can you just um, give one last piece of advice to mamas today? Yeah. Um, Of course, when we're going through something like this, it feels like it's never going to end. And I felt like I was, I was just, okay, my goal is to survive the day. (laughs) And then people kept saying it should ease up during the first trimester and 12 weeks came, no relief. 13 weeks came, no relief. 14 weeks came. I mentioned it was very easy to get in a hopeless state, but for my own sanity, I had to keep reminding myself of God's promises and I was clinging to that. And I knew as hopeless as I did feel at times, in the darkness, God literally, I, I felt him holding my hand and that gave me the peace I needed. Not to mention having the most supportive husband and family. My parents even had a couple, my, a couple of my parents' friends come over and help take care of me when they were gone. People constantly calling me and asking me how I'm doing. I know that sounds like it's not a but it is to have people be thinking of you on that on that end and say I'm praying for you I'm thinking of you that is just people are so busy and have their own lives so for them to take that time to to think about you and call you and text you that means so much and my sister Jennifer she couldn't do much but she I knew I just felt her her prayers I felt her with me and so that was extremely encouraging. So the hope and, and knowing that it's not going to last forever, it, it is only for a season that God isn't going to give you more than you can handle. I think through this, I was going day by day and thinking, man, God, do you just think that much of me? <laughs> this is a lot. I don't know if I can't do this anymore. Just knowing that he's not going to leave you and you have that hope. And he gently reminds you of his promises too even and when you're in the dark, that was, that gave me a lot of peace, a lot of hope. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, sister, for coming on today and sharing that with us. It's very brave of you to, again, to admit that it's hard and that it's not always fun, but I can't wait to meet your son, (laughs) my nephew, my second nephew in the family. I'm so excited. But moms, just know too that the, that the hard things that we go through, as much as I didn't understand either why Jacqueline had to go through such a tough pregnancy when I didn't, it, it made me upset on her behalf. And until I was reminded, you know what, we go through what we go through to help others to get through what we've gone through. And quite possibly, I'm not prophesying or saying that this is going to happen, but if we just consider that even just the fact that she's a nurse or maybe whatever you do in life and the tough things you go through, maybe it was supposed to be to help somebody else in the future understand, you know, how, how great is it to have a nurse that's, that's been through a hard surgery or that's been through, you know, what, what you're going through when, when you see them, any healthcare worker, you know, any teacher or any pastor, when they've had, difficult moments in life and they can help to walk you through that's so much more valuable than someone just giving you a hug and some 
and, and that's all I can do, <laughs> you know, but, but do all that you can do, you know, but if you do have that extra piece, that extra testimony that will help somebody, there is such power behind that. So I encourage you to keep sharing just like Jacqueline's being willing to come on today. I mean, I asked her way at the beginning, you know, to share about her pregnancy experiences and then she got super sick and I was like, oh man, okay, we're going to have to put this off. But now it's like, oh my goodness, this testimony went completely differently than either one of us could have, could have planned for, you know? So we're just hoping and praying that it touches you today, wherever you are. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming on, sister. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my conversation with my sister, Jacqueline Flores. Can't wait to meet her little baby. It's going to come up soon and we'll do a follow-up with you either here on the podcast or on our Facebook page. So go ahead and like us on Facebook, join the Practical Family Community Group, and we'll update you on all things baby when he gets here sometime this spring. Well, thank you for listening to the Practical Family Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget that if you visit practicalfamily.org, you can sign up and be part of the community where you will get updates on new podcast episodes, new articles, new tips and tricks. And we have a lot of exciting guests coming on to the podcast this season. Thanks for listening to the Practical Family Podcast with your host, Jen Bryant, where we are encouraging you and families like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Mm -hmm.